Hey, this is Jonathan with Limitless Mindset, and this is my video review of Ashwagandha from Organic India. The Ganda. So, Ashwagandha, well, first of all, I need to note that you should check out the podcast that I did with my full meta-analysis of ashwagandha. That podcast is a audio version of a 4,000 word article where I go like really in depth into ashwagandha and I analyze all the different studies that are done on it. I analyze the uh, school of Ayurvedic medicine in India that it comes out of. It, it really is a fascinating herb. There's a ton behind it. In this video, I'm just going to talk about my my experiences with it. This is a 90 capsule supply, and I've been using it for about two and a half months now. Overall, I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. So the thing to know about ashwagandha is that ashwagandha is the anxiolytic adaptogen. All adaptogens are, are somewhat anxiolytic though. All adaptogens will have this helpful effect on your stress levels. They will modulate your autonomic nervous system so that when you're getting stressed about things, it'll, it'll dial things down a bit for you. If you're a person that suffers from stress or anxiety, ashwagandha is for you. And actually, a lot of people that suffer from chronic stress don't know that they do because their their default mindset for so long has been chronic stress and as a result they they don't know that they're chronically stressed and then they'll try ashwagandha and they'll finally have like a mind that's clear of stress and it'll be like really really empowering for them a lot of entrepreneurs like ashwagandha because entrepreneurs tend to be like these really like high strung kind of people that are like always like really hard charging and ambitious and they're like throw all the problems you can at me and I'll, I'll, I'll solve them all and I'll make a million bucks doing so right and the the tendency for that kind of personality is to get just like really really wired up and just to have a mind that's going a million miles an hour all the time and on the flip side is that when you're an entrepreneur, sometimes you need to like think really lucidly and you need to do the, the thinking slow thing as opposed to the thinking fast thing, right? And that can, be, that can be hard if you're like a person that's juggling 35 different things any given day. And so a lot of that kind of personality, they'll use ashwagandha when they need to do something like think about a critical business decision or they need to do like some writing or they need to do some some creative stuff and what it'll do is it won't like really like bring them down and sedate them it'll just it'll just clear their mind for them let me talk about how i use ashwagandha its primary utility for me is probably as an alternative to melatonin so i'm a person that has sporadic 
sleep issues. You know, I try to do all those the sleep hacking things with the light and the, the correct colors and turning off the internet before you go to bed, but I'm not perfect about it. You know, I have an interesting life. I can't always follow the, the strictest, you know, sleep hygiene type of protocols. So I would say maybe, maybe like once a week, I'll have like, I'll have some, some roughness with sleep. And in the past, I would just use melatonin for this. But the more I learn about melatonin, the more I'm like, oh my gosh, melatonin is, is really problematic. It has a steep tolerance curve. You, if you use it more than like two times a week, maybe even using it more than like once a week, you'll become actually dependent upon supplemental melatonin to get to sleep because your melatonin receptors become desensitized to it. With melatonin, also, if you do a bit too much of it, if you're like, I need to really knock myself out, then you wake up the next morning kind of a little bit groggy with like a melatonin hangover. And also there's some things I'm seeing about melatonin having like some different uh, some different risks, long-term risks that are associated with it. And that's where, that's where this baby comes in. It really, if I do like two or three capsules, it really has a similar effect to melatonin. And I wake up in the morning feeling like I slept like a champ. Let's talk about socializing. The good thing about ashwagandha as an anxiolytic is that it's a stress reliever, but it's not a downer. So you can take it if you've had like a stressful long day or a day of doing like boring computer tasks and you're not in a very sociable mood and it will just make you a bit more relaxed and talkative, a bit more impulsive without making you drowsy. Although I'll say ashwagandha is not going to uh, dethrone phenibut as my go-to alcohol alternative for social confidence. Phenibut is still a bit better for that. If I was going to do a 30, 60, or 90 day period of no booze, I would I would go with the Phenibut. I would maybe do a little bit of like split testing in between the Phenibut and Ashwagandha, but I've used Phenibut for so long, I know that it, it really works nicely if I want something to put me in a social mood and I'm not going to be uh, partaking of the, of the alcohol. Speaking of alcohol, you can do Ashwagandha with alcohol. There's, I, I looked at the pharmacology of it and there's, there's no significant problem with that beyond the problems already associated with consuming alcohol. Actually, I think it goes kind of nicely with alcohol because you know how you'll go out to like a real casual social evening and you'll have a drink and then you'll feel a bit more social, a bit more relaxed and things are going well. Maybe you're talking with somebody attractive and you're like, you know what? I'd like to be more relaxed and social. So you have a second drink or a third drink or more and then and then you overdo it some. And that's, that's obviously not great for your wallet, not great for your liver, not great for a whole lot. And I find, I find though that when I do some ashwagandha and then I go out, 
I'm perfectly happy with one drink. I'm in, I'm in the zone of where I want to be. I will also mention post-workout. I've been going to the gym. I know I'm not that much bigger yet, but have faith in me. Have faith in me, guys. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grow. It's, it's going to be awesome. Future Jonathan will be, just, just wait and see. Just wait and see is what I'm saying. So I've been going to the gym, lifting, and, you know, it's, sleep is extra important after you go to the gym, if you're lifting, if you're trying to gain some weight. And I exercise in the evenings. Sometimes exercise can be stimulating. You get those hormones flowing and then you're like, hey, I can stay up for another four or five hours and do some things. And then you end up not getting all that great of sleep. So typically I will do my ashwagandha. Maybe I'll even do a little bit higher dosage of it on those post-workout evenings. And I sleep like a baby. I'll mention sex. It seems to have a, a, a bit of a improving effect on my male performance, but it's, it's not huge. I don't think this stuff is going to replace horny goat weed for me. I should note that I use and I suggest that you use ashwagandha episodically as opposed to daily. You guys know kind of my biohacker philosophy is I want to avoid as much as possible building up a tolerance to these things. And so that's why unless I'm deficient in something, unless I have a really specific goal, unless I'm using something like paracetam that needs to accumulate in my system, I prefer to use things episodically as I need them so that the, the effect that I get out of them is a bit more potent. I'll talk a little bit here about dosage and I'll show you. I'm just about out of this stuff. So that right there is 800 milligrams. And if I did 800 milligrams, honestly, it didn't have much of a noticeable effect. Maybe improve sleep a little bit. I found that typically I would do two of these bad boys, and that would be sufficient to uh, relax me, put me to sleep, make me feel a little bit better after, after a, a stressful day. There's that. And then there was a couple times that I did three, and I would typically do that like I had some times that I was going out to social engagements in the evenings, and I didn't want to drink, but I was still a bit just frazzled from the day, and I wanted to be relaxed, and I found that doing three of these, so doing 2,400 milligrams, had an effect that was similar to maybe like a drink or two or doing some phenibute. I never did more than that. You may or may not need to do more or less than that. There's kind of a, there's kind of a dosage response curve across the population. You really need to experiment with it. One of the good things about ashwagandha is that it is really quite benign stuff. I searched all around the internet looking for like really negative reports of bad things happening to people or negative side effects and there's there's almost none. It's it's an herb, it's really quite benign. You can experiment with that dosage, you can push it up quite a bit. Apparently there's some people out there that that need to do like uh, three, four, maybe five grams of the stuff for it to really have that, that stress relieving effect on 
some people who their autonomic nervous system is just like calcified into that uh, fight or flight mode, which is unfortunate. Those people, those people should get some ashwagandha in their lives. When it comes to herbs, as I've talked about before, sourcing really matters. Not all herbs are created equal. You know, with a lot of things, with a lot of our consumer choices, you can just go with the cheapest version and you're going to be pretty okay. Like I've got this, this white shirt that I wear and it's a great looking white shirt. I'm sure you've seen me wear it in plenty of videos. And I had in the past, I had some white shirts from Express Fashion for Men. And then I, uh, you know, I, they tore whatever happened to them, happened to them. And I started buying my white dress shirts at H&M. Yes, admissions of a fashion, uh, of a fashion cardinal sin here, shopping at H&M. And you know what? The Express for Men and the H&M shirts, they look almost exactly the same. They both stain the same when you accidentally spill red wine on them. In that situation, the economical option, the most economical option is often the best. Adaptogenic herbs are a different story though. There's a pretty wide spectrum of quality and often the, the price of the product is, is a pretty good indicator on that. I, I selected Organic India, assuming that it's organic, I did not go with the cheapest available option. And I suggest I, I picked this up because I'm here in Bulgaria. We don't quite have all the awesome e-commerce uh, stores that you may have if you're residing in Western Europe or North America or whatnot. I'm going to link to a couple of sources. When I did the research for my meta-analysis on ashwagandha, I identified, I think it was three sources, Lost Empire, Pure Nootropics, and NootropicsSpot.com. And these guys do the third-party certificate of analysis. And they actually publish that right there on the website that demonstrates that the ashwagandha is above 97% pure with uh, acceptably low amounts of the trace, the trace minerals. If you don't see that... COA for a product, you want to be a little bit skeptical of it. In my situation, what I did was I, I looked up Organic India, I looked up the Amazon reviews for it. The Amazon reviews for it are, are very, very positive. So I kind of took a little bit of a leap of faith. And I also want to give you guys a, a pro tip. Okay, so you can check this out. You can see that's a, a glass bottle, and it's also kind of like a dark tinted glass bottle. And if you're in a situation where you gotta choose supplements and you don't have the opportunity to look at that important COA that I mentioned, if you gotta just uh, judge a book based upon its cover, you wanna go with supplements that come in a darkened glass jar, like this, because it's uh, better for the supplement itself. The dark glass blocks the UV, uh, the UV light 
that can come in from the sun, right? And can degrade the chemical composition of the supplement. Uh, the glass is, it's better, it's better for the environment because it's, uh, they're going more likely to be recycled, right? And it's better for you. You don't have to worry about those BPAs in the plastic container. If you go to a supplement store and you see a couple of different supplements and there's some supplements that are like just in that generic white plastic container that then that's, that's like a sign that that vendor is cutting costs as much as possible to get that supplement to you. Whereas when you see a product that comes in a darkened glass bottle, you know that there was just a bit more care that went into it. Those are my thoughts on ashwagandha. I hope you get some ashwagandha in your life. You'll like it. You'll be a little bit more tranquilo and it has, again, a lot of other great benefits for you. Good for your testosterone, good for a lot of things. So do check out the meta-analysis article that I did. Hit that subscribe, thumbs up, upvote button, or whatever. And as always, I'm Jonathan with the Limitless Mindset. Look forward to a continued conversation with you.